0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show solo. Tis, tis hasing no budget it is. Tis having no budget it is. Stuttered there because we have a lot to talk about this weekend. I'm checking my notes because I took a lot of notes for this and I'm just like, oh, there's going to be a lot to cover. Because folks, for the second year in a row, DC and Warner Brothers have decided we're going to do a fandom or should I say DC and Warner Brothers and AT&T or should I say DC and Warner Brothers and AT&T and Discovery fandom DC fandom 2021 it's here it's cool it's still taking place in that weird standing in nothingness backdrop where it's just a bunch of people in an empty void why did they choose that background again when they have all the zoom files I don't I don't know it's weird so that's all we're talking about in this episode of the geek wave all the stuff that's revealed at fandom a couple things up top none of this is in any like order divided by comics or television or movies these are the notes by what i took from the order that things were presented in at fandom so we'll be covering from like the first minute to the final minute pretty much that's all we're going to be doing here And I'm just really excited for it. There's no other news pieces. So if you want to know some other stuff, I might put it in next week. If not, there might be some things we missed this week in terms of some just random news. So overall, I want to give my thoughts on this year's fandom. I know people are like, it's not as good as last year for terms of reveals and shit. But I'm like, well, yeah, we've been in a lockdown. Nothing new is filmed. Nothing new can be announced, really. And why would we, like, jump on new reveals and shit when we still have all this crap to get through? So, I get it. I like that it's, like, three hours and 40 minutes. That was, like, the highlight of my life, just having it be that short. I think it was streamlined. There's no cast of Wonder Woman play stupid games, which I enjoyed. There's no, like, extended periods of people just talking about bullshit. There was a couple of them, but overall, it's good stuff. You know, there's none of that bullshit, like, cutaways talk about, like, hey protect your family, stay safe in a pandemic. We know. And if we're watching this, chances are we've been vaccinated because I don't think unvaxxed people give a shit about comics in this big of a regard. Or if they do, they're not the best people. So uh, let's all celebrate that Jonathan Kent is bisexual because that's great. And let's celebrate truth, justice, and the better tomorrow because that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about comic books and movies and television and even some video games, which we'll get into. Cool. So <laughs> oh, there's so much. I get, We'll just start at the beginning. Again, these are just like my stream of consciousness notes while we're seeing each panel. I'll kind of go into it a bit when we get to it. Opens up with Tiffany Smith. Great to see her working. I think she's a fantastic host. She's good at doing that kind of stuff. She, she's just charismatic enough where she's marketable to everybody. You know, like nobody hates Tiffany Smith. So good for her to get in that role. We start things off with Dwayne Johnson and Black Adam. We get our first look at Black Adam. You know, he's like in a dark cave. Some people have guns try to kill him and he turns a guy into a skeleton. First off, that's cool show me Black Adam killing people, because that's all we want to see here, that's all any of us really wanted from this fandom stuff, was seeing Black Adam killing people, I know Black Adam was like my most excited for all the stuff there, and we didn't see that much for it, but what we got, I was like, yeah, I'm satisfied with that, so July 29th, I believe is what they said, next year for the release of that, some behind the scenes look at like the sets, and the props, and everything they're using, some like teases for the costumes of the JSA, yeah, they look good, I mean, we didn't see a lot for Dr. Fate, which was kind of like the one I was most excited to see from that, because they got Pierce Brosnan in just to do a little bit like, this is like the biggest thing I've worked on, and I've done James Bond, kids. Don't forget, I'm that old where I was James Bond. And I thought that was kind of cool. So the Black Adam stuff, well, not a lot was shown, it was enough to get me excited and hyped for the property and the project. I liked that a lot. Then we kind of jumped into grant gustin sounding super bored and doesn't want to be there like hey we're doing another season of the flash we finally did that thing i wanted to do where i got golden boots uh help me i don't want to be here and i don't want to be contracted to be here anymore every single person they got to talk about stuff grant sounded the least enthused and i was like yeah i would too man your show has gone through the ring it has been beaten and abused since day one you're losing it dude and the fact that you do not sound enthusiastic about going into a like eighth season, I completely get you, dude. That's crazy. It sounds like it would suck. Then, after Grant was like, gold boots, get me off of this, we jumped into the Aquaman 2 behind-the-scenes look, the Lost Kingdom, a lot of great concept art for that, like giant grasshoppers and a lot of mystical beasts and just going spelunking, going all over the place. It looks like we're going to see, like, Orm and Arthur working together, like, on, like, a buddy cop thing through, you know, like, the water and shit. That's kind of exciting. Not a lot of Amber Heard was shown, <laughs> which I I, uh, I get it. Like, she's, um yeah, it's Amber Heard. I I, I get why you, you haven't shown a lot of her, but I think there could be more you could have done, you know, whatever they've made their choices with this whole situation they should have just let them both go but whatever 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 so I like the the way Aquaman 2 is looking they did bring up like it's like the biggest DC film of all time is it really I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that and then I'm thinking like no it did pass a billion which other ones passed a billion probably the Dark Knight trilogy Man of Steel didn't, right? I think it might be. That's insane that Aquaman's the biggest one and we're not hearing anything about it. But good for Jason Momoa, leading a property that works. We also got some interesting looks at that animated Throne of Atlantis Aquaman trilogy thing. I'm not going to watch it just because I don't have the time, nor do I care that much about the property to see that stuff. Also, I should say, because it's the thumbnail of this video, we do see Black Manta has the golden helmet and it looks freaking sweet. I love that. That is like, I'm amazed they got the Black Manta look to, to work so well in this franchise because it's stupid and it just looks great. So I brought that up. Uh, we got like a, a, a teaser for like Throne of Atlantis episode two or chapter two where Aquaman's singing about talking to fish. It's cute. I like that a lot. I think that was really funny. It's gonna make people mad, but then again, it is aimed for kids. So shut up, everyone. It's not for you. <laughs> it looks good though. Then we kind of jump over to oh, uh, this is an interesting one. We had Dennis Cowan and Reggie Hudland come out to talk to Echo Kellum and they started talking about Milestone. You know, now that we settled our big lawsuit of Disney, Disney not Disney, Warner Brothers, DC, and you know the Milestone Company that make. Duffy the yeah the McDuffie Foundation and all that we can put Milestone back in the forefront finally only took them forever which I'm like okay so reprints are coming figured like uh, not omnibuses like compendiums for all the stuff yeah duh those are the only things people remember about your stuff I I It's interesting to talk about Milestone because I I know those books aren't specifically directed for me, but I just feel like Dwayne McDuffie could have steered the ship in a way better direction, and the fact that we lost him so young has just thrown this company into a spiral of trying to find what works for them, them being in a law battle, and it's not going anywhere, and then now it's just a mess. It's a mess, and I, I hate to say that it's a mess, but it is, so compendiums for all that stuff okay I believe those will get released somebody is writing a static shock movie and Michael B Jordan's producing it okay again something that I will believe when I see it with my own eyes is that this is getting made the other one that was like the big reveal for the milestone stuff well there's two things uh Brandon Thomas is going to be writing the animated milestone movie Okay. They specify it's going to be a lot of characters in here, which leads me to think you want to do a Spider-Verse thing, don't you? Yes, you do. You crazy little cheeky monkeys. You want to do a Spider-Verse thing, but you don't want to like say it. (laughs) So all the Milestone characters in a movie. Sure. Why not do a big special where they're all in there? I'd watch an animated Milestone movie. It's kind of cool. But again, i believe it when I see it just because this entire company has gone through so many disarray and just hasn't really found their footing that it's pr- announcing these things just makes me go, you couldn't do it when you were at your height. There's no way you can do it now. And that worries me. They also said the Milestone Initiative, which is like partnered with Ally, and it's like we're going to get young creators the chance to come here and do that stuff. I'm sure you will. I don't want to say anything negative about these guys, but okay. If you think you can do that, if you have the financial resources to pay creators to do that stuff, go ahead. Support it. I'm glad Milestone is at least getting this push, but I'm also hesitant that it's going to succeed because they have been a mixed company since their conception. So we'll see. We will see. Won't we? They talked a little bit about like the Webtoons deal those those issues of like the Wayne Bat family crap are out now. People like it. Apparently, it's doing great. They're announcing a bunch of new ones. They didn't say what they're announcing. Leads me to believe, just do one of those with the Flash family. That's li- literally do that with every like family. We could have all like the Green Lanterns living in a house. We could have the Wonder Girls living somewhere. Just put them all together. That's your webtoon stuff. Also. I had to bring this up because I think it's really awesome. Flu Borg did some of the stuff for like kill the justice league. And he talked about like other, you know, videos and stuff about relation to suicide squad. He's so funny. He's so charming and charismatic. You should have had him do more. Like he was wasted here and he, he looks ripped. Holy shit. That guy looks jacked. I I thought that was impressive. So Flu Borg showed up. He did great he introduced the uh, Kill the Justice League video, and the trailer was fine. You know, I don't own a console. I don't plan on owning a console for a while. I want to get a PS5 at some point, but I just don't care. Uh, it looks fine. Like, I again, I don't get excited for new Suicide Squad content just because I don't think this stuff looks that interesting. And we saw more of the Justice League in here, which is kind of cool. We didn't see the Batman, though, which makes me go, what are you hiding from us? What are you hiding from this collaboration, you devilish fiends? Probably nothing, but whatever. Then we had the cast of Suicide Squad show up to say thank you to everybody. Yeah, you're welcome. Good for you guys. Congrats. You made a lot of money in a pandemic. Or not a lot of money. I don't even remember what you made, but that was cool. Which launched into the Peacemaker stuff. Which I was excited for because I knew that one's coming out soon. They announced, I think, January 13th is when the first episode drops. HBO Max. Eight episodes. And they they had the entire team talk about it. Like all the actors and all the producers and everything. James Gunn was there. And this is why I just think James Gunn is great at doing the interviews. He gets every single one of his cast and producers involved in the panel discussion everybody talks enthusiastically about the property everybody's having a great conversation about it all the actors seem like they're having fun this is might be my most anticipated thing currently at DC just because it feels the most well made like this was somebody's vision they put it together perfectly it was executed smoothly it's it just came and went it's just so easily put together that now we can just release it we got a trailer it was freaking amazing. They said it's kind of like, you know, like a workplace comedy, and it feels like that. I love the silly energy between Peacemaker and Vigilante. I think that is insanely funny. Vigilante going to be everybody's favorite character in a couple of weeks here. Just wait and see. Like, they they nailed it. He's silly. He's goofy. He's all over the place. Eagly shows up. Eagly the Eagle. Wow. I can't believe... I just... James Gunn just makes it look so easy to get this stuff right he does. It's it's just so seamless to him where it's like, yeah, these are silly people that are over the top. We're introducing some new characters and these people working for Waller. Now they're just on this team. They're fighting each other. There's blood, there's guts, there's insanity. Robert Patrick's in it as his dad. He hugs the eagle. It's so good. I think Judo Master was the villain. Did we see Judo Master? I believe that's like the green costume person we saw. I don't understand how James can make this look so seamless all the time, but he just kills it kills it every time every time we see something from some one of his stuff is just like so easily put together for him and Peacemaker looks special it just looks unique and silly and fun and I think John Cena can hold his own as a lead and if this leads into bigger spin-offs I'm literally I'm I'm campaigning for the role of Ted Cord in any of this stuff because of the, if we're doing Charlton stuff I'll be your Ted Cord Blue Beetle if we're doing the Jaime stuff I'll be your Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. I will be campaigning for that role till somebody casts it who's older than me and probably more skilled at acting. But until then, I will be your silly little blue boy. I'll do it. I'll, I, I'd, I'd, I'd die for that role just because Ted is so fun and different and can do a lot of weird stuff with him. Peacemaker looks great. I, I think it was just genuinely interesting and creative and compelling and fun. I like Peacemaker a lot. That led into the Supergirl panel where we had the entire cast and crew sitting in a room talking about their favorite moments. Nobody sounded enthused or excited. They just sounded like a bunch of people who were like, we're wrapping this up. I want us to be done. Can I go home? If you're still watching Supergirl, I commend you because I don't know anybody who is. So Supergirl had her panel. They showed some stuff for Stargirl, which, yeah, the season's coming to an end in a couple episodes. I'm an episode behind it. I haven't got to my review of that yet, but it looks good. I'm excited to see what's coming down. We got a black and white episode on the horizon, so cool, man. But I think what really excited me was the next couple of announcements. We got like some exclusive first look at like character models and some stuff for by Adventures of Superman. Oh, it looks great. I just love the designs for all the characters. Super! I love that Clark is just so bulky and big compared to Jimmy and Lois. It looks fantastic. I'm super pumped for that. That looks very cool. Then we had a big discussion with Jim Lee about the current, like, War World saga going on in Superman. Thank you for just... I, I, I know that half of your audience watching this doesn't read comics. But I am beyond grateful that they just said, we'll we'll do quick snippets here talking about what's going on in the comic book stuff now. So, you know, we just had John Kent come on as bisexual. It's freaking great. Support that shit. The Warworld saga is on the way. It's awesome. It's cool. Thank you guys so much for reporting that shit. And also, we changed our slogan, something that we literally haven't had Superman say in decades. We have changed it to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow which is a way better slogan than the American way. For a lot of reasons, Superman has never really been an American-based hero for decades now, and he does fight for a better tomorrow. So I think that works so much. Immediately after they made this announcement on Foundome, you you saw the regular outlets like, Superman no longer fights for America. Well, no, he never did for decades, and he's fighting for a better tomorrow, which does include America, you dipshit. So Shut up about it. It works. It sounds great. I'm glad they changed that motto and that slogan. It just was awesome. It was just awesome. I I just I love that stuff. That's what you should do. That is what you should try to strive for in this in this industry. Change in the progressional way that actually makes sense to the character. I know people think that they forced some of the bisexual stuff and getting rid of the American way, but they didn't. This is just where we are. This is the stuff we have to say, because it matters. I love it. I just loved it. So stepping away from that, they did announce the DC League of Super Pets film. We got our first look at Crypto and Ace. Okay okay. I'm I'm really excited for this movie just because I think it's gonna be silly and fun. I'm I'm sold on crypto. I am sold on crypto. I cannot tell if Kevin Hart is doing like a bat impression for Ace it's weird we got like a little teaser for the trailer that should be the trailer's coming out in november why they didn't just show the trailer here i don't know but we saw the dog urinating which is funny pee is funny people like dogs peeing funny it's not it's not for adults so i'm not worried about like the the, the the strand of jokes they're making but i'm excited for it i think it's great that we can take these opportunities and it just goes to show you this is something marvel won't do Marvel isn't going to give us a Pet Avengers movie. They might give us a cartoon later when we introduce Lockjaw and Throck and Lockheed and all that, but they ain't doing it. Not yet. So, going from that, we did get our Doom Patrol panel. Matt Bomber came out to talk about playing Superman for a bit. Then we jumped into some weird panel shit with all the characters in Doom Patrol. And we're getting a season four. I... I I can't believe... I honestly can't believe this show is getting a fourth season. It is amazing that this show is still going strong. I think there's been some misses this season with some storylines that aren't as interesting. But it's impressive that this show has been consistently good for three seasons and that it's getting a fourth season. That is mind-boggling to me. The only thing that I think could have made this announcement better was if they had Brendan Frazier involved in some way. Because I think, I know he's kind of the biggest name on the show, but I just think he is the best. And having him out there would get people celebrating it a little bit more. I'm super pumped for what's coming next on Doom Patrol, baby. That's awesome. Then, (sighs) okay, then after the Doom Patrol stuff... We jump over to the world of The Flash movie, which shows Ezra Miller, a man famous for choking a woman in a a grocery store. He's wearing a choke collar himself, completely stoned out of his mind, making jokes about how cool he is and how, hey, we can't show you anything, but here's something we can show you. I'll see you guys in theaters or maybe you'll see me. Yeah, I'm Ezra Miller. They're Banking a lot on me for some reason at Warner Brothers when I'm a shitty human who's not talented in any regards of the word, and I only got here because I'm an edgy theater kid that some people who don't understand how to behave in proper society relate to. Here's my Flash movie. I fucking hated the Flash trailer. I'll say it. I didn't like it at all. I hate Ezra Miller. I hate his talent. I hate him. I don't think he's talented. I don't like his performances in anything. The fact that this movie has two Ezra Millers is upsetting. I don't like that. The fact that they are destroying a Flash legacy with like, hey, here's Michael Keaton talking about like, you could go to any universe you want and you come to mine. And it's like, hey, here's the Batmobile. Do you remember like in The Force Awakens when we showed you the Millennium Falcon? Do you remember in Ghostbusters Afterlife when we showed you the Ecto-1? It's like, we know, just shut up. Like these things aren't nostalgic anymore. You're just using them to exploit your audiences into thinking your show is relevant or important when it's just freaking annoying, I don't like it, and it bothers me, and and I, I, I put it, I put this out on Twitter, and I'm going to say it here again, imagine being, like, a longtime fan of The Flash in the comic books, and watching Grant Gustin on television, you're like, this, this character is cool, you understand his world from those two mediums, you're like, he's getting a big budget movie, that's awesome, and then you just see, oh, it's this weird fucking, Androgynous weirdo Ezra Miller just making stupid jokes next to two different Batman and a Supergirl that's not a flash comic book that's just exploitating your audience into doing the multiverse before Marvel that's all it is and it's just so frustrating that people think this is a real movie it could be it could be fun but seeing Michael Keaton's Batman isn't enough to get me hyped for a film. The Flash costume that they're using sucks. I hate the bright light piping on it. I hate the cowl. It sucks. Ezra Miller is a bad choice for Barry Allen. So bad. He is more like Bart Allen. If you wanted to use Ezra Miller, that's where you stick him. That just hyperactive lunatic, Bart Allen. So let's never talk about The Flash again until the movie comes out. But we will. So... After that, John really talked about the other history of the DC Universe. Thank you for talking about that incredible book. It's so fun. It's so amazing. It's so. It's just great. Then we had our first look at Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer for the Sandman series. Again, I'm surprised they talked about the Netflix stuff in here, just because you'd think they would keep it to themselves a little bit before they did some stuff with that. But whatever. Then after that, they did talk about like the Injustice animated thing. Ed Boone and Justin Hartley were there to talk about it, which I'm like, great. Two, just two guys who, who, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why were they there? Whatever. Okay, I never, I'm never. i not going to watch the Injustice animated series, the movie. I don't give a shit. It, it's good or it's bad. All this panel made me think of was, hey, can we get Justin Hartley as Green Arrow again? He looks a lot like the character and he was better than Stephen Amell. Put him with Journey it in the movie. I, I think just do that. Just do that. It would work so well. And then I was like, hey, Anson Mount is Batman in that movie. Let's make him the live action Batman in something. Fuck, we're putting him in everything else anyways. Just do that. Just do that. So then we jump over to what the hell's his name? The kid from Cobra Kai. They teased it earlier that he's going to be playing Jaime Reyes in a Blue Beetle film. We talked about it. We got official confirmation. There's concept art. It looks like Jaime in a, in a, in a dark world. The Chord Industries logo's in the back. I said it when we talked about the Charleston Peacemaker stuff. Hi, I want to play Ted CORD. Let me play Ted Chord, please. Cool. Looks so like they got a great, talented group of people doing this Blue Beetle film. I'm genuinely excited for it. I mean, it's early to say, but I'm like, this is your Miles Morales. When it comes to that generation of young heroes in comic books, Jaime was there first. And he never got the push. He has never been the big character. Let him do this. Please let this be the big break for Jaime. Please. He deserves it. He needs it. He can do it. So from Jaime, we move over to the Smallville Boys. Yeah, (laughs) that's all I wrote. The Smallville Boys are back at it again. Michael Rosenbaum, Tom Welling showed up to talk about 20th anniversary of the Smallville premiere. It's adorable. It was great to see them talking. Justin Hartley did a video. John Glover did a video. A bunch of cool kids did a video. It's like, yeah, bring it on, baby. Just give me more of these cool guys. That's all I want. That's all we need they're great they, 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 they should come back <laughs> maybe they will who knows who's to say honestly anything is possible anything matters <laughs> so Smallville great for you we also announced a new monkey prince comic he kind of was teased in like the pride of heroes book monkey king getting new monkey prince I should say getting his own book a lot of cool characters Gene Lu and Yang just crushing it in comic books lately he's coming back to do it I love it. Then we got a Gotham Knights trailer for that game. Gotham Knights, the trailer again. If you like video games, it might excite you. If you like me and you don't really care, well, it's not for you then, is it? it? It just looks kind of fun. After that, they did. They had like a weird like conversation of like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and others about like the Court of Owls which leads me to think we're going to be seeing more with the court of owls than just this game because it's interesting they got scott and capullo to talk now that they're with comiXology so i wonder if this is like hey i'm gonna be getting that court of owls money baby so i'll talk about it because i don't have to work for you guys anymore peace and love home dog peace and love it's cool either way gotham knights i don't think it looks that interesting it looks pretty like basic, but I'm not going to play the game, so I don't care. It doesn't affect me in any regards of the word. So, I'm not going to worry about it. From the Court of Owls stuff, we move over to some of the people talking about the new Batwoman series. Which, yeah, okay. <laughs> Batwoman, I guess it's going strong. It's going into its third season. Killer Croc showing up. Poison Ivy showing up good for them they, they they teased it really weird like they showed like the promo and had like the dolomite font and it was just like hey there's some weird bass music like da da do look at us we're like a 70s cop show flower power baby hey black exploitation feeling why was that the case for this batwoman i don't know is that the tone of the show i don't know i'm not going to watch it so it could be good or it could be bad Moving on from there, we got our first glimpse because Elizabeth Gillies showed up, you know, that stunning woman who should be cast as Atana. She was like, um, I'm doing a Batwoman animated film called The Hunter or The Hunted or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? When, when did this get announced? Here, I guess. Maybe it was announced before, but it looks kind of anime in like the facial styles, but it also looks so good. And her vo- her Catwoman voice is so good. Holy shit. That blew my mind. That blew my mind. I I loved it so much. That movie just like jumped up to something I was very excited for and I I honestly was impressed by what we saw. But she also announced a slate of upcoming animated shows and animated movies. So, one of my big predictions for fandom this year that turned out to be correct was we're going to get the next Teen Titans Go movie, which is Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls mayhem of the multiverse or multiverse of mayhem i I, it it has to be a play on the multiverse of madness it has to be i i love teen titans go to the movies it is such a good film it is so funny and creative yes give me this destructive bullshit i love it just make fun of this industry keep doing it because it is so funny and great and i love it i love it teen titans go is really good i know people shit on it but it is really good so that was awesome a Green Lantern animated movie was announced. Cool. I'll watch that when it comes out. That's like the one character who hasn't got a big push this year at Fandome. We said nothing about the Green Lantern show. I thought we would at least have Finn Whitlock coming out to talk about it, but no. After that, we have a Battle of the Super Sons animated film that's going to be 3 CGI, which makes me think that's got to be expensive. So maybe this is going to get a theatrical release and they just haven't said anything yet. But a Battle for the Super Sons. Battle of the Super Sons? Cool. It's great. You know, Damien, John, they're cool guys. Get them in there, you know? It's great. I love stuff. I just like liking things. Then we come over to the Batwheels preschool show, and I thought it was funny. It looks so fun and awesome, and it's bright lights, and the theme song is really good. Surprisingly good. I think that's really impressive. Like, that was... That's the that was the biggest down to me. I'm like, oh, they're all cars. It's the cars universe, but Batman. That's brilliant. I think it's amazing stuff. So then from there, we move over to the Batgirl. Leslie Grace talked about it for a little bit. She's like, yeah, we're going to wear the cowl. I'm going to have red hair. Everyone's excited about that one too. Show me some stuff. Like I know we haven't filmed yet, but come on, you got to have some more concept art than like the one picture of a generic Batgirl behind whatever Gotham City we're filming this in. I'm excited though. She, I, i'm so happy that leslie grace is excited for it because that gives me hope that this could be something special and be different than what people could be expecting because that's all i want i just want a cool like bat girl thing and i don't need bruce in there i don't need jim gordon in there i don't need anybody in there i just i'd love for this to set up like stephanie brown and for cassandra cain and you know maybe even you know batwoman just give me all of them just have them sh- show up for no reason Then from that Batgirl stuff, we move over to Titans, which Brendan Fwaites was sitting in his car talking to his child. Like, hey, can you announce season four for me, child? No. Well, season four is coming. Okay, thanks. Guys, don't cut the red wire. That's the clip from Titans. Who watches Titans? I don't know. From there, we head over to... (laughs) I'm not talking anymore about Titans. From there, we head over to Harley Quinn season three. They did a great trailer with like Ron Funches as King Shark, Kayla Koku as Harley Quinn. They're like, oh, we don't got a lot of footage yet for season three, but here's some like animatics you could look at. And we got like some cool, you know, the 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 Kiss Bang Kill tour, or whatever it was called, Eat Bang Kill tour. I'm like, that's great. Give me some of that stuff, just some animatics, and all of those dresses that they earned in that one still they showed. Perfect gorgeous absolutely amazing that was great to see super excited for that i'm glad it's coming after that we got a bunch of old dudes talking about batman the animated series not my cup of tea i don't care about the crepe, the the crepe crew crater the caped crusader next whatever one of the things that stood out to me i think it was bruce tim that said yeah this uh this is gonna have German expressionism like what the fuck are you talking about it's an animated Batman cartoon and you're gonna get that experimental with it you're not you're gonna do like the Maltese Falcon every week shut up it's not gonna get that experimental I love it then after that we got like a QR code you could scan to get like a cool little little Caesar's pizza thing on TikTok and whatever cool (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Then jumping from there, we had the big dick energy himself, Todd McFarlane, just pretty much just interrupting the flow of the live stream to be like, hey, guys, I I bought DC Direct because McFarlane Toys is so freaking successful here's a bunch of the statues that I'm just spearheading off of based on my own design, of course. So buy my toys and maybe I'll make the things you want. So screw you. I'm the king of comics. I'm the king of toys. I'm the king of collectibles. I'm Todd fucking McFarlane. Get out of my way. (laughs) I love Todd. I, I, I honestly love him. He's just like everything that I think you'd want to be as a business mogul. Just like no shits given, make what you want, let the audience come to you and just keep Spawn under wraps for so long that you can still make merchandise from it and kids buy it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just amazing to me that people give a shit about (laughs) Spawn and Todd McFarlane stuff. I love it. So then Young Justice Season 4, first look, first two episodes are out now. I'm not watching it. I don't want to watch it again, so I don't care about that. We got an interesting look at DMZ. Ava DuVernay came out to talk about it. We got Rosario Dawson as the star of that show. Cool. They didn't show a lot for it. I wish they kind of showed more, but I'm like, that's really interesting. I'm expecting there to be something kind of cool in that regard, but we'll just have to see what happens. Speaking of Ava DuVernay... Naomi got our first look. We actually got a clip from Naomi. I wasn't expecting this to be much because I do know it's CW produced, but I gotta say it looks like high budget CW. I don't think it looks like Doom Patrol or Stargirl, but it looks like Superman and Lois, which is kind of like the next echelon below those things. And it's just kind of exciting. So, like, they, they show that she's in a world with Superman and heroes like that. We don't actually see Superman. We see, like, a, a figure flying overhead. Is it going to be Hotchlin? I don't know. It should be. Holy shit. I talked myself into thinking it should be Hotchlin. Because it, it, that'd be great. That'd be awesome to have her in that universe. Then we could have her team up with, like, the other, like, you know, young people. What amazes me, <laughs> if it is the same world, John and Jordan would be 14. She is 16. But the actress playing uh, Naomi, Naomi is 17, and those guys are like 20. So that's amazing that they're two years younger than her in story, but like three years older than her in real life. That's great. I thought that was cool. So Naomi looks actually surprisingly interesting. I got to commend it for that. After Naomi, we got some interesting look at Shazam Fury of the Gods. It looks interesting. Like, I. I, I get it, leaning into, like, the mythical creatures and the exploration of, like, the gods and the pantheons and all that stuff. Cool. I don't know if that's what I expected this movie to do, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's not really much you'd want to do with Shazam. So, the fact that we're going that way, I get it. I mean, is it what I would do? No, I would never make a Shazam movie or a sequel. But, hey, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, looking great. Rachel Zegler, she looks great. I'm on board. I think it works. So far, I'm not disappointed in what we saw. Costumes look good. David S. Sandberg looks like he's having fun. Everything about this, yeah, cool. Shazam is interesting. all. I'll say that say that about it. Cool. It's kind of what Wonder Woman should have been though, right? Like Wonder Woman should have headed away from the, you know, let's go to an 80s mall and rape a guy unwillingly and more like, let's fight like centaurs and shit. That should have been more Wonder Woman, but whatever. Speaking of Wonder Woman, that leads us into the Wonder Woman Three stuff, which I don't think they meant for <laughs> Linda Carter to reveal Wonder Woman Three, but it happened, and Patty Jane is like, "Yeah, we're yeah, probably after my uh probably after my Star Wars film, but whatever. But I was just like, I was watching that, and I think out of any panel, I'm just watching that, and I'm looking at Linda Carter and I'm going, "You should just put her in the Michael Keaton role." you know, I know she's like Astaria or whatever in the actual like DC universe with Gal Gadot, but I'm like, get her Wonder Woman back, put her on a team, teen- do, f- do Kingdom Come, get Brandon, Ralph, and Keaton, and Linda Carter, and just do it, the only person you're hurting is yourself by not doing it, and giving us what we want, do that, See, so yeah, Wonder Woman 3, thanks for that, that's cool. <laughs> then after that, we did get some comic book news for Wonder Woman, and we got our next big event, which is kind of rare to see because Wonder Woman events don't really happen in comics. But okay, so we do have a lot of like Wonder Woman titles. We got Wonder Woman Evolution on the way. We got the ongoing Wonder Woman. We got the ongoing Wonder Girl. We got Nubia and the Amazons coming. I'm sure we'll have something with Cassie and Donna appearing in it somewhere. There's a lot of Wonder Woman titles out right now. So the fact that we're doing a, an event called Trial of the Amazons Makes sense to me. I think that's kind of exciting. Could be interesting to see what that would be, but I like it. Don't have any complaints about that. Exciting stuff. Then we got to look at Sweet Tooth. Cool kid. The kid's cute. I'll give him that. The kid's cute. And my other big reveal, or my big prediction, was they're gonna be talking about. I don't know why I did that accent, but they're gonna be talking about Pennyworth. They are. Hey, Governor Pennyworth will get a mention in this yearage and it did, <laughs> they had the guys from Pennyworth show up like, yo, thanks for the fans that have watched, I don't know who you are, but we're two seasons into Pennyworth, and we're getting to season three, we are, it's gonna be a time jump, it is, we're gonna probably have a young Bruce Wayne, we are, yabba-dabba-doo, <laughs> it's just gonna be Gotham before Gotham, <laughs> it's like, how many, how many young Batman things can we do without actually having Batman on television, I'm just saying, if you did a Batman television series, it would succeed better than any Batman thing before it or after, because it's television. It's episodic Batman in live action. He's a character that could go on TV. If we could do Superman and Lois, we can do a Batman on television. God! <laughs> so after all, that was revealed. Jim Lee came out to talk about, like, a piece of art he was working on. It was, like, this interesting homage. It was, like, 12 pieces of art, and they all connect together. And it's, like, from the television shows, the CW television shows, the movies, everything, every, like, live-action piece that's currently working on that we saw, like, Momoa, and there was, like, Robot Man, and there was, like, White Canary. They all came together. It was, like, this beautiful 12-piece or 16-piece under the banner of Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then he's like, hey, what does this all mean, says Tiffany Smith. And Jim Lee goes, well, it's blank, 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 blank. Now, I could be reading into those blanks, and I probably am. But in the case that I'm not leading into the blanks, did Jim Lee just announce in a really blank, blank, blank way, that all of these films and television properties are going to be connecting through a Crisis on Infinite Earths event. I know the CW did it, but we didn't see Aquaman in there. We didn't see the Batman in there. So are we doing another Crisis on Infinite Earths-style event with all of these characters? I could be leading into that. It could just be an homage, but it also doesn't seem like Jim Lee would blank, 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 blank if it wasn't something important. So my working theory is that all of the current stuff that they talked about at Fandom, they are all leading to a crisis-level event movie. And if I had to wager a bet, it would be done before Secret Wars at Marvel. I really fucking hope so, because I've said it since day one, dc's multiverse is way more freaking interesting so i kind of hope we do get a crisis on infinite earths movie that would be really cool and really exciting and that was kind of like the last big announcement until we got the granddaddy of all announcements we had matthew Revenson, zoe Kravitzin, and robert pattinson come out and just be like, yo, we were making the Batman. It's done. March 4th, bitches. The Batman's coming. Y'all just wait. They talked about it for a bit. I, I I put this on Twitter too. I I want to be Matt Reeves. I think he is a talented filmmaker who is just so confident in the stuff he does. He seems like he gets along with his cast and crew. He is so playful and polite. I love his energy so much that I just respect the hell out of that guy. So, that being said, we had people talking about it. Zoe Kravitz looks like she's going to be an incredible Selena Kyle. That, I think, is going to blow people away. I'm super, super pumped to see what that's going to be. But I, I have to say... The fact that they got Robert Pattinson to actually do this was amazing. I I love that he was just kind of like sitting in his chair, squiveling back and forth, just like, yeah, it was fun. I don't like talking to people about it, but it was cool. I guess he's a fan of Batman. You'd never know by looking at him, but I guess he likes Batman, and that's exciting. So on top of all that, they did also give us our second trailer for the Batman. And if you didn't like that first trailer... The second one is brilliant. Like, it, it is gorgeous. The shots are perfect. The cinematography is gorgeous. It looks to be the best Batman film ever made. And there's been some good Batman films, but this one just looks so good and visually pleasing and energetic and playful. And I feel like we buy the chemistry between Selena and Bruce a lot more because this kid is fucking weird. Pattinson's Bruce Wayne looks like a lunatic, and I love it. And Colin Farrell as <laughs> Hobblepot is so good. It's it looks like an Oscar-worthy Batman film. I hope it is something special because it looks incredible. It's five months away, and those are going to be five long months where we don't get to see this thing because I think this looks perfect and fun and intense and creative, and I can't wait to see what comes next from this universe because man, does it look cool. It just looks cool, dude. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to like this stuff. (sighs) Batman's cool. Batman's cool again. (sighs) It's nice. It's just nice to to smile at something that DC's doing and not be annoyed by it. And then it ends, and that's where Phantom ends. I'm like, that's a lot of good shit. And, you know, I talked about all of it in under an hour, so maybe next time they could do that, too, because I don't think we need to make these over three hours. We sure as hell don't. We could pinpoint them at a good two hours and reveal all our shit. So that's it. I don't got any recommendations. Just, you know, get excited for this crap. It looks good. And I think in, what the hell, November 12th, Disney Plus is doing their big showcase, but I don't know if that'll take up a whole episode of... um, Geek wave, but we'll see. It could, it could or it couldn't. Who knows? But thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the Geek Wave. And if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Leave a rating on the podcast feed, it definitely helps out. As always, you guys can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And I will catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.